Hey everyone and welcome into the Repair Crew Podcast. Bit of a milestone for us today as we are posting our 10th episode. In today's session, we're going to have a conversation with Bob Fullerton, an account executive from Tire Guru. Bob has a really unique perspective on the market as he spent 30 years as a tire repair shop owner. Really hope that you get some good information, especially about how the market is flowing more toward the EV side of things over these next 20 minutes. Enjoy! Hey everyone, and welcome into the Repair Crew Podcast. I'm here with Bob Fullerton, who is an account executive for Tire Guru. Definitely want to spend some time talking today to Bob. He spent uh, the good part of the last year uh, meeting with, talking to, demoing a lot of dealers in the tire market. And we've mentioned that a few different times here on the podcast in terms of how interesting that side of the market is, especially as it starts to merge with some of the general services. So I wanted to welcome in Bob. We're going to cover a lot of stuff today, but we're going to try and do it as fast as we can because there is always a lot of information and we'll definitely make sure that you can get in contact with Bob afterwards if you have any other questions or need any additional follow-up. But Bob, thanks for joining us. Why don't we start out? Just give us a little bit of your background. You kind of live an interesting life, right? Because you were on the management and ownership side uh, for many years and then just recently, you've kind of moved more to the partner software, we'll kind of put it in quotation marks, consultant side of things recently, because I think that's interesting. But give us a little bit of your background. What's your what's your expertise uh, within this side of the market? Well, uh, yeah, and, and thanks for having me, Kevin. Uh, my uh, background starts very young because I uh, my father worked for the Goodyear Town Rubber Company for uh, 37 and a half years. Um, so I was... I grew up in the tire business, um, uh, especially on the Goodyear side of it. So uh, after retiring, uh, he opened up a shop um, and an independent Goodyear. And uh, I, I started, uh, I, I bought into that shop. I owned that shop for 33 years before I sold it, decided to retire from retail. Um, but I had actually started mounting tires and changing oil and doing all that since I was 16 years old. Um, so I've been in the automotive industry off and on throughout um, my entire my entire professional life. Um, I did earn a degree in industrial and systems engineering from Georgia Tech, did work in um, the actually for the Clorox company at one of their plants for a few years before I before I bought it, bought the company business and started the company business. But after 33 years, um, decided my wife and I decided that uh, it was time to get out of retail. She'd been a retail widow for 33 years, which is, is difficult, um, but uh, got out of the family business. And I, you know, with that tech background, I really wanted and I wanted to help other dealers because I went through uh, some pretty difficult uh, changes in in my point of sale software. And uh, it was it was pretty rough on on me, and and probably one of the reasons why uh, I did sell. Uh, it, that is one of the reasons uh, that it put a lot of stress, uh, because I I unfortunately chose what I felt the wrong the wrong software. One of the things that I find you know sort of most interesting about your journey, and thank you for sharing that, by the way. So I was on the the franchise automotive side of things for about a decade, you know, out of college, and. Um, I saw so many people move from the dealership uh, into software because they had such a passion for, you know, whether it was development or, you know, new ways for lead generation, customer experience, all these other things. 
So I'm just curious from your perspective. I mean, you mentioned one of them, you know, just the the learning of the software and making the right choice. But when you went from owner to partner, I'm just going to say in this case, because I think vendor is a little bit more of a loaded term. When you made that transition, what were some of the hard lessons that you learned in terms of changing your perspective? Oh, the perspective is, I still have a little issue. Um, when you're in, when you're doing something, the same thing for over 30 years, there is a lot, uh, you, you get locked into being an owner, um, being able to, you know, the buck stopped with me. Uh, if there was ever a problem in the shop, back of the house, front of the house, um, you know, in the back office, uh, which I ran the entire back office, I would change tires and change oil up until the last day I worked for my, uh, for my store and of course sell. But you always knew that you were the guy. Uh, anything that happened in that shop, you, my name was on the side of the building. I had to make sure that it was taken care of and my customers were taken care of. So the, the, the change going from that to, um, and I, for lack of better words, going from the queen bee to the worker bee, uh, there's a lot of differences at this point, but it's actually very refreshing because I do get a chance to talk to these dealers. I do get to listen to what they're going through. Um, and I can tell them that I walked a mile and for the most part, walked a mile in their shoes. I understand what they're going through. So I have my perspective has to go uh, not only the same to be an, a, a good partner with them to try to change possibly change what they're doing to make their lives a little easier to give them some more time to make them more uh, efficient and it's it's i do have bring a little bit different perspective i believe than just someone coming in trying to sell software because um as much as i mean and i love the tire guru product i love it i believe in it i think it is the best product for uh for tire and automotive service facilities i wish i had more knowledge about it uh, a few years ago when I was making a uh, making a software change. So, uh, but I do need to, uh, and I am slowly but surely changing my perspective as well um, to try to kind of be a not being able to fix everything because when you're a business owner, you try to fix everything. Uh, now I have a great team I work with. If I have a problem, all I got to do is reach out. If there's something going on, reach out. So it makes it a lot easier on me. But I can't. Uh, it, it, it's I can't think that I can fix everything myself. So I got to lean on other people. Yeah, that's that's great perspective, and also a, a great segue into uh, the current pains of today's market. So you're you're on the phone, you know, or chat, email, sometimes visiting, um, you know, dealers on a daily basis, and you're hearing a lot of in the market. Anything specific st uh, stick out to you in terms of the way things have shifted, you know, even over the last several years between when you owned a tire business and what owners are experiencing now? Anything major stick out when you're having those conversations? The number one thing that's happening, I think, in the entire industry, not just the tire industry, but the tire automotive service, um, any, you know, is, is the lack of people wanting to get their hands dirty and learn, learn the trade. Uh, they don't want to start. There's the, the kids tend not to want to do this industry. They don't want to get their hands dirty. Uh, they would rather uh, go try to get to college and spend all that money and, and not uh, become a technician. Um, and, and it's it's heartbreaking to, to hear some of the, some of the uh, folks that I talk to say, you know, I'm just looking for looking for people. I'm looking for people. I'm looking for people. 
Um, that's their number one concern. Or I will call and it's, yeah, I got a guy out. I can't talk right now, which is understandable because most, most tire dealers, you know, our margins aren't, our margins aren't super high. Uh, you got to run lean and mean. But I think the number one concern is lack of people joining the trades, uh, be it automotive, be it uh, build or be it you know, whatever. But the automotive, I think, has been taking it on the chin. And there are good paying jobs out there, you know. And, and as I say, if you, these guys, the guys working uh, in the back of the house, uh, most of them, they're, they're great people. They, they're wonderful. People. They make a good living. And when they go to bed at night, they, they sleep well because uh, they know they gave their all in the business uh, that day. And uh, there's not as many worries as, on, as, as that is on the shoulders of, of the business owner. So, yeah, I mean, we, we hear that a lot of different places in terms of people being a little bit more, I don't know if it's hesitation to get into trades or just a misunderstanding of what their potential is or what their earning potential is or where they need, like what the, traditional route to a career is but i am you said something that was interesting to me which is you know people sort of in and out of the shop and the ability to attract talent and all this other stuff does that make it even more difficult then to get a software sticky within a business like you implemented a shop management system right i mean what if let's let's do this first take me through you know an abridged version of what your software install was like and then maybe compare that to what you're talking to customers and prospects now in terms of what their perception of software, because changing shop management is no small task, right? You're literally changing in a lot of cases, the way you manage your business, but what was your experience with that? So, you know, the shop management system is basically what I call the nervous system of the entire, of the entire business. Uh, it is all the communication. It is all of that is is built into the shop man, into a shop management system. If it, if it's done properly, it is that at least. But uh, my experience with changing shop management systems, I was at the same system for roughly thirty years. In fact, um, basically the same system um, since I was in high school at sixteen years old. It's, it's been it changed a little bit, but the background the the, the base of that system was the same. And it was provided by Goodyear. So um, the Goodyear GBMS system, well, they finally decided to nix that system after many, many years. They were going to just change it and keep it in-house. But uh, a number of years later, they decided to go uh, to go outside. And they kind of shoved, nudged, pushed us into a specific software brand. And um, when they did that, everybody kind of jumped ship from the Goodyear GBMS system into their system. Unfortunately, this particular software company did not have the personnel to train. So it was throw you in the sandbox, give you a, you know, a demo version of the software and uh, play for a little while, learn it, and uh, we'll go live in a month. And that was a disaster because we did not learn really anything about the software. We didn't learn how we were going to become better with it, we basically uh, used the software system like it was the old system. So it ended up being very difficult. And then once again, everybody jumped in at the same time. So if there was any ever any problems, try to get on the helpline and talk to somebody and they could be anywhere in the world. And um, many times there was a, a great woman in South Africa that was uh, really good at the, uh, she was the one person I 
leaned on a lot. And she would talk me off the ledge almost two, three times a week when I was just so frustrated because I didn't get trained. And the implementation was okay in terms of bringing all the old information into the new system. That was okay. But training on the new system, there was none. So that's one thing I love about uh, the Tire Guru product is we're going to work as long as it takes you know, to get people trained and use what is important for them in the software. And then as we go along and as they grow and as they build their business, we can keep training them and keep them moving along so they can get the most out of the software. But it was it was tough. It was very, very tough when, 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 we, when we switched. I mean, that's a pretty resounding endorsement from the fact that you, you know, managed that business for 30 years, were on two different management systems. And, you know, now you consult people on, you know, a management system that you obviously have bought into and believe in. And if you're talking to prospects on a daily basis that, you know, potentially want to buy into Tiger Guru as well and go through the training, um, we know that it's going to be adopted. We know that it's going to be sticky, you know, at least within their business. And, you know, in the time that you've, that you've been with the product and, you know, working on the product, any success stories that you have, you know, you don't have to necessarily name names or details because uh, we don't want to, you know, embarrass anybody around here, but uh, any success stories in terms of maybe somebody that you've sold shop or sh- sold Tire Guru to and they've had shop success, um, you know, whether it's through training or through, you know, tr- actually growing their business. Are there any of those cases that you've seen along the way? Well, I am the oldest rookie, I think, in age uh, in, in this in the, in the uh, Tire Guru business. So, um, and I haven't been, in all honesty, I've been, I've been uh, working the product for, really not quite a year yet. So um, it's what I've seen, though, are people that are very excited about getting involved in the software when they do go into and and get this software and sign up for the software, um, go back in and we'll circle back around and check and very happy with it. Um, and they're happy with the training. Now, once again, not having not having a lot of my leads and my uh, customers uh, being able to spend a lot of time in it, we're going to find out here in the next few months just how excited they are. Um, I do talk to some of the tire pros uh, dealers and just see how happy they are with the with our version for, for tire pros. Um, we're just starting to work with tire one dealers and um, just seeing how excited they are about getting a system that is built with them in mind. Um, rather than something that they're just trying to make make good use of that is not necessarily built for them. So looking forward to a lot more success stories. I wish I could say, yeah, there's this one or that one. Um, but once again, I, I'm I'm the rookie right now. I'm the I'm, well, not the young guy, but uh, I am uh, the newest guy on the team. So it, it uh, we're we're going to keep up with our and and that's one thing I like to do is in fact I'll I'm going to make a couple of phone calls today with some some customers to make sure everything's going okay because as a team um, we need to work at still work we when we do work still as a team uh, once I uh, get them to get them to uh, sign up with us want to make sure they're happy with us and if there's anything that I can do for them I'm going to push it through as best I can so. Yeah. And you may be the rookie, but I guarantee you have the scar tissue, right? Like you can commiserate and know specifically what they've been through, which I think makes, you know, kind of your, 
consultation and expertise, um, you know, float above a lot of the others out there. And, you know, just for the time that we have left two, I guess, two last questions here. The first is if you were to take off your product hat, right, your tire guru hat and put back on your business owner hat, what's one thing that you wish would have been done differently when you approached your new shot management system? It sounds like training was a big one, right? The ability to have somebody that you could work with and actually learn the product and the workflows and everything else. Is that, would that be number one for you? Is there anything else above and beyond that, that you would really consider like, man, I really wish I would have understood how my data was transferred or understood the importance of a digital vehicle inspection? Like what sticks out to you there? I think that what sticks out mainly there is I, uh, at the time of the changeover from the old GBMS system into um, the, the system that they, they kind of pushed it into, they, there were a couple of other uh, software companies that they offered, but um, I was not aware of what was really out there on the market and how much different software companies were able to, to uh, that they were able to move the information into their system, first of all, because you had, I had 30, I had 30 years of, of information in my system that I did not want to let go of a single, single bit of that. Um, so I was not made aware. I did not take the time to really look at other systems. Um, and if I would have researched it more, I think that, well, if I would have researched it more, I would have made a different decision. Um, one of the things that, uh, as well as a, another pain point that I had was first of all, note the, the lack of training with this particular vendor. Um, but also the fact that you had to sign a long-term commitment. And that's something that I really love about about our product is no long term commitment. We have to do our job every single month to keep our customers happy and our customer owns their information. We're not going to hold it hostage. We're not going to. you know. So we have to do our job. If we don't do our job, uh, we get fired. And these the, these other companies that, that uh, have you signed one, two, five-year commitments. Um, there's a reason for that. It's not that their product is superior. Um, they're setting that hook. And once they set that hook, it's very difficult for dealers to get out of that agreement. And uh, I know it cost me, when I, when I sold my business, it cost me quite a bit of money uh, to to kind of wash my hands of the business software that I stopped using. So anyway, I, I think that's another pain point, but yeah, I think if I were looking back at it again, a lot more research, I would have taken my, taken my time, done the research and made the decision uh, a little more thoughtfully rather than having getting pushed into a product that, uh, that I did not like. Yeah, and a whole, a whole nother conversation, I think, that we just don't have time for today around research mediums. Like, I think that it, it's a conversation that my team and I have on a daily basis. Like, what's the best way to reach somebody in the market that might be interested in a specific product? Not even necessarily to sell, just to have a conversation about it. And I don't necessarily think there's a silver bullet at this point because everybody learns and researches in different ways. But we can come back to that another time because I, I would like your opinion on that at some point. But Last question I have just to wrap this up. 
So, you know, we've covered your experience. We've covered, you know, you're getting into it on the software side, the, the rookie on the team that has the scar tissue. We've covered your ability to connect with dealers on a daily basis and get their thoughts on what the market looks like. Uh, keep your dealer hat on for the next 12 to 18 months, not literally, but obviously figuratively for this conversation. What do you see the market, any, any specific thing that's interesting to you that you think either the market is shifting towards on the tire side um, or anything that's interesting to you um, from the perspective of a business owner that might impact how you make decisions in the next 12 to 18 months? So I think that um, the electrification of vehicles, although you look at uh, the car rental agencies dumping their electric fleets, that kind of thing. Um, I remember when it was, oh, wow, there's a Tesla going by. Wow, there's a Tesla. You know, you'd see it every once in a while and, you know, you play a little game. I wonder if I'll see a Tesla on the way home from the shop tonight kind of thing. Um, and now it's where do you not see them? They're everywhere. The electrification of vehicles is is a hard reality. Now, I know that it's uh, a lot of people are not aren't accepting of it, but many, many people are. And in that case, tires on electric vehicles get burnt off. So the tire industry, I believe, will see a, a, a good uptick uh, once and as these um, electric vehicles are burning the tires off because of the unlimited torque. So when you look at that end of it, um, that's a good thing for tire dealers. Um, I also think that tire dealers aren't... Um, and, and aren't really going jumping to try to get to the bottom, uh, the lowest price. I think that that they're starting to sell their value uh, of of their service, and I think that's got to help the tire dealer. They have to be able to sell what they're bringing to the game that's different from the big box stores and the Costco's out there, and the fact that uh, they are more personal. They can get the tires on a lot quicker. You don't have to make an appointment a week ahead of time. Because let's face it, when you need tires and, and you got to put them on, uh, you don't want to wait a week. You just want to get them, get it over with. Um, it's not a fun purchase. It's it you know unless you're putting wheels and tires on your newly lifted or slammed vehicle, no one wants to buy tires. Uh, my dad told me. I uh, said the only thing that keeps the tire and service dealer off the bottom of the barrel of of those uh, people selling things, the only two are are um, dentists. No one wants to go to the dentist, and no one wants to go to the mortician. So we were very, very, very close to be at the bottom of the barrel of who people want to see. So uh, we have to make it. You have to make that service enjoyable to a point for your customer. And I think I think there will be a, a bit of an increase uh, from a business that has been pretty flat. If you read the read the news articles, you read um, Tire Business, Modern Tire Dealer. It's been pretty flat over a few years, but I think there'll be a, an uptick, especially now that people are starting, you know, obviously traveling, so and and having to go to work. So, but that's what I. Think. That's a great. That's a great anecdote from your da your dad. There, that's the first time I've heard that, but I could totally get it. Right, there's a perception you know, sort of issue regardless of the type of vehicle that you drive. It's got to be a consumer or a customer experience piece. And I think a lot of, you know, dealers to the credit of what Tire Pros and Tire One, a lot of the partners that you had mentioned are doing are really addressing that uh, by ways of using software, by ways of doing facelifts. I mean, we just had 
we just talked to um, a Tire Pros dealer from North Carolina not too long ago, uh, you and I, uh, Philip Biscan, and uh, he had some really interesting things to say about how they've implemented software and how they've changed, you know, just the customer experience of interacting with personnel, with team members. So um, I do think that that's a really important piece. And to your point of like the uptick potentially in tires, uh, I, I think it's unavoidable at this point, um, you know, just with the market research and even the RO, you know, type uh, aggregation that we do on our side of things to try and see what vehicles are getting the most ROs created for them right now. So it'll be interesting to see, but uh, it's definitely something that, you know, obviously putting your product hat back on now uh, with Tire Guru, uh, that that team and that product is going to be able to address uh, pretty succinctly. Yeah, I, th I think that uh, we'll be able to, one thing about it, with 100 and, over 170,000 different tire SKUs in our catalog, 100, over 140,000 wheel, uh, custom wheel uh, numbers in our catalog, um, we do absolutely go, um, we go the extra mile at making sure that the tire dealer has all the information they need to, to move that product. Uh, and uh, get the get the information quick enough when there is you know uh, our new product out there it, it gets in the system and that's that's something that has always been there's always been a little bit of a lag there between a between a manufacturer providing a new product and it that information getting to the dealer's hands um, but the quicker you can get that the quicker you can move that move that new merchandise that that new and improved merchandise and hopefully. Um, increase your profit on that end of it and make a little bit more money instead of going to the tier three, tier four tires that uh, it seems like uh, people are hopefully starting to get away from so they can make a little more tire, on, a little more money on the higher end tires. That's, that's the perfect way to end it. Profit. <laughs> make money for the business <laughs> exactly. uh, without losing it out the back end. So Bob, so appreciate your time today uh, for jumping in on the podcast. We'll talk again soon. Uh, like I said, I want to get your take on some of the research methods and a few other things, but go ahead and uh, make your calls to your dealers today. See how they've been getting along with Tire Guru and we'll be happy to hear your report back to us. But again, appreciate your time today. And uh, hopefully everybody that was listening uh, got a few tidbits out of there. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it.